Welcome to the Real Talk Education Podcast, where we dive into the real topics facing real teachers, leaders, and students with your host, Marlena Gross, EEI champion, national ed thought leader, and founder of EduGladiators. Each week, we will discuss the topics that might be keeping you up at night as an educator or parent. This is not an echo chamber podcast. We will unapologetically examine the real challenges in education, plus provide insights and tips to help you navigate all the things, including curriculum, leadership, DEI, student engagement, advocacy, misinformation, and more. Pop in your earbuds or crank up your speaker because it's time to have some real talk about today's topic. Hi friends, this is Marlena Gross, your host for Real Talk Education, the podcast, and I am so excited to come to you with this episode for so many reasons that we're going to dive into uh, today, but it is all centered around teaching the truth about Native Americans. So as many of you might know, November is Native American Heritage Month, and the goal of this month is to celebrate the rich and diverse cultures and traditions of indigenous people. But November is also the perfect time to correctly educate our students, our families, and our larger school communities on the full histories and experiences, important contributions, and unique challenges that Native people have faced both historically and in the present, and the ways Indigenous people have worked to conquer these challenges. So in this episode, we're going to have some real talk about the misinformation that continues to be taught in too many of our schools today that effectively reduces the experiences and even contributions of Native Americans, especially around uh, Thanksgiving holiday, to just the Thanksgiving story, which is rife with misinformation and probably how you were how you uh, learned about this holiday as I learned about the holiday as well as maybe some of us have continued to teach that incorrect story we're going to talk about today how to implement a comprehensive approach on teaching the truth about Native Americans year-round. And so in this episode, you'll learn about how to teach the truth about Native American history, starting with land acknowledgments, as well as additional resources to help expand your understanding of the Native American experience and how to be an ally of indigenous people. So let's get started. So I wanna kind of set the stage with this particular episode with a quick story, okay? And it will make sense uh, very shortly in like two minutes and two seconds. It will make sense very shortly. So my hubby and I were looking for a new car earlier this year around March and because of all of the just different supply chain issues and just all the things coming out of the pandemic uh, we were left with the only option of buying a new car especially this particular one that we wanted was that we'd have to order it so we did we went to the dealership we sat down we ordered exactly what we wanted customized it all the things well that was in March of 2022 our sales guy is um 
is amazing. He kept in touch the entire time just to check in to let us know that he hadn't forgotten about us and that it was still in process for the car being um, uh, made actually and just kind of where we were in line, right? But I hadn't heard from him in a little bit. So during the Thanksgiving holiday, which at the time that I'm recording this particular episode was last week, we, my hubby and I, stopped by the dealership. We were out and about. We just decided to stop by, check in and uh, with our sales guy and just ask, you know, what information he might have and hopefully expecting him to tell us like, hey, your car is coming this week. So our sales guy, super nice guy, um, he shared with us that, you know, they were expecting a shipment the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and our car would probably be on it. So I asked him if he could to kind of go over what we ordered because it's been since March. And when we did that order, we did it on a 2022 model of the car. And uh, during the time of when we ordered it to that point of us talking to him, and he'd shared this in earlier communications, um, the company, the car company actually were retrofitting uh, all of their machinery at their plant to make the 2023 version. So we actually were going to get the 2023 version. So I asked him if he could to just kind of go over that. What did that look like from what we ordered? Uh, what would that look like in the 2023 so he goes through and pulls it up on the computer, goes through all the different features. And uh, as he's going through it, he, he talks about a package that we didn't really order and a color that we did not order. And so I, of course, let him know like, hey, that's not what we ordered. And he double checked it and double checked our written order in March when we were there and of course, if acknowledge that, yes, this is like wrong. You did not order this color in or this package in or feature. And he goes on to say, I mean, because he could see the disappointment in my face, especially like literally like I was just deflated because we have been waiting since March and I really wanted to have um, this car in place before all the snow and things came down. Right. Because that was one of the features that it has was like a snow feature. So. Anyway, he sees a disappointment on my face and he goes on to say, like, don't worry, like, we'll fix it. Even if I have to take another car that's like that comes on the next shipment that is your exact car or similar, I'll do that. Y'all have been waiting. And so that's what we'll do. Well, I had a problem with that and I shared it with him and I told him, like, hey, I don't want you to do that either because whoever ordered the car that you just volunteered to give to us um, that is like ours, if not the same model of ours, but in the right color and package, right? Um, whoever that car belongs to, you didn't ask them, and they probably have been waiting as long as we had been waiting for this vehicle. Now, what does that have to do with how to teach the truth about Native Americans? Well, here's what I'll tell you. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a couple of folks in my uh, PLN, my professional learning network. And during this particular conversation, we were having just great discussion around accountability, around reparations, particularly for black Americans and just kind of what that looked like. And one of the folks in the conversation shared about the failed promise after the end of the Civil War that was made to the newly freed slaves at that time of 
uh, the government giving all newly freed slaves 40 acres. And somewhere along the line, a mule was added, but 40 acres as reparations. Now, let me be clear. The trajectory of my ancestors would have been greatly impacted and in a positive way had that one promise been kept. However, during the course of this particular conversation, the more I thought about it, I really challenged the group to think about who those 40 acres actually belonged to. And went on to explain, because at first it was not well received, this pushback, right? But went on to explain that much like my car experience, the government was giving away something that didn't even belong to them technically, right? Like they, that did not belong to them. And so as we think about Native American Heritage Month, as we think about teaching the truth about Native Americans, we would be remiss and not thinking about the land we actually belong, the land that we actually live on and who that belonged to, as well as the sacrifices that Native Americans had to endure, um, no matter what, they had to endure it. You know, so indigenous people in the United States, if you did not know this, they have lost nearly 99% of the land, 99, 99% of the land that they have historically occupied before colonization, before the pilgrims and the Europeans came over. And once they came over, Native Americans, indigenous people, they were violently and systematically forced into less valuable areas, which excluded them even to this day from key sectors of our U.S. economy. Broken promises from the U.S. government is certainly a trend throughout our country's history, particularly promises made to black, brown, and indigenous peoples. And this is one of the many reasons why it's so important, so important to take some time to teach and celebrate the past and present uh, lives and experiences of Native Americans who are the original peoples of the United States. And that can never be forgotten. That has to be taught and embedded in our lessons beyond November. Teaching the truth about the trauma and the resilience of our country's indigenous people should be embedded in our lessons year round. And that's in large part why uh, my team and I decided to actually share this particular episode of Real Talk Education at the end of November. There's been so much research that shares that a goldfish has a longer uh, attention span than we do as humans. And, and I'm sure you all can relate. When we're excited about something and a movement or awareness, we're excited for literally like five seconds and then we move on. And this is so important that uh, our Native American uh, families and people here in our country, that their truth is also one that is told along with other marginalized groups. Now, the Thanksgiving holiday was just celebrated uh, here in the U.S. And some of the wonderings I had as we were putting this episode together was, how you and or your family process the origin story of Thanksgiving. What stories or land acknowledgments did you or your family do to honor the land your home sits on, 
right? Particularly on a day in our country, Thanksgiving, that is supposed to be one that we stop, we reflect, and we acknowledge our gratefulness. And did you express gratefulness to Native Americans who were here before all of us? How did you ensure your own children and our family members understood the truth about Thanksgiving and the unique challenges and sacrifices that our Native people in our country have experienced and still, to an extent, have to navigate today? Well, I want to share with you three strategies to teach the truth about Native Americans that you can use not only during November but also year round. So I want you to really make time to explore these three simple strategies to equip yourself to teach about the truth of Native Americans beyond November. So grab your pencil or pen, whatever, whatever you might have near you, and let's dive through the three strategies. The first one, create an indigenous land acknowledgement statement. How do you do that? And that sounds like a mouthful. Well, research whose land you're actually on. Do you know? Create a statement where you're honoring and thanking the Native people who came first. You know, here's the thing about acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is a simple yet powerful way to show respect. And it is an important step toward correcting the stories and practices that have erased the indigenous people's history and culture in our country. And it helps us invite and honor the truth. According to the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture, a land acknowledgement should actually be done at the beginning of any gathering, like personal with your family, especially public, but any gathering such as meetings, webinars, um, graduation, trainings, sporting events. Like think about that with sporting events. Oh my gosh, we make sure we say the pledge and we uh, play, especially at K-12 at the very least, play the national anthem. Uh, And we have other special events that we engage in in the K-12 community. But I want you to think about, have you ever heard of a land acknowledgement being uh, said at any of those events? This is a simple way that you can teach the truth about Native Americans by first acknowledging whose land we are actually on, okay? Now, at its simplest form, an acknowledgement could look like this. We acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the blank people, right? Just even acknowledging that. But there are so many land acknowledgement examples and guides that could help you and or help you have your class work through to develop an indigenous land acknowledgement statement. One of my favorite resources for helping to do that is by the National Environmental Education Foundation, NEF, N-E-E-F, and that'll be linked in the show notes. Definitely go research that, and if you do not know whose land you're actually on, um, this guide will help you by NEF, as well as the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture, that's also linked in the show notes, will help you develop a land acknowledgement statement. 
So that's the first thing. Create an indigenous land acknowledgement statement. The second thing, expand your understanding of Native experiences. See, we haven't talked a lot about Native Americans and it's been very limited of what their experiences have been. When I was a teacher, I used to always challenge my students, uh, particularly when I taught eighth grade, which was U.S. history at the time, uh, and in many places it still is, as well as in high school for U.S. history. I would always challenge my students to really think about, like, we'd gone through the slavery by that time, the slavery pieces of it, uh, as well as manifest destiny and um, how we have like these marginalized groups literally being just completely um, mistreated. And in this case with indigenous people, literally 99% of their land was taken away. So we are all living on native land right now. Let me just be very clear. I would always talk about like, gosh, you know, slavery was horrible. And as a as a black American, I, you know, we talk deeply about that because I've always taught um, not by choice, but it just happened that way. I say by God's design, I've always taught in primarily white uh, institutions, K-12 institutions. So uh, students always had really great questions because I was normally are usually their first black teacher, period. And oftentimes would be their only black teacher in their K-12 experience. So when we started talking about these types of things, like we had protocols and just a great relationship and energy around it. And I would challenge my students to really think about like, gosh, slavery was awful, hands down. It was horrible. Chattel slavery, horrible. Definitely glad that was canceled. However, I would ask them to really think about, man, who is still losing? Who, who, is, who is not the winner in this case? We had the 13th Amendment. We had Martin Luther King and so many others to help try to get us to be treated as normal citizens along with our majority culture, white Americans. But Native Americans to this day are still on reservations. They're still having to abide by rules and that many, if you ask them, makes them feel like they are cattle, right? To prove, to prove that they are Native Americans. So who is, who is really having the worst end of this bargain? And I often would tell my kids, like we were promised as black Americans, 40 acres and a mule, but whose 40 acres were those originally? So expanding your understanding of Native experiences is paramount to you being able to teach the truth because you have to learn the truth. And in many cases, uh, you have to unlearn what you learn because the teaching of U.S. history in schools, museums, the media has routinely left out the voices of, of course, minority peoples, but especially the original indigenous nations and peoples. And it has resulted in efforts uh, by our Native American uh, brothers and sisters to endure colonial efforts to erase their existence, erase their cultures, erase their religions, languages, and connections to their ancestral territories. Some of you might uh, have been seeing during the month of November the residential schools and how many of these different schools where Native Americans had their children forcibly taken away and uh, 
made to go to these boarding schools, their hair was cut, which is a huge thing for, for Native Americans. Their hair was cut. The kids weren't allowed to speak the language. And they were completely, in most cases, abused. You might have been hearing, and if not, Google it. You'll see so much uh, of these residential schools where mass graves of Native American children have been unearthed in these schools. And if you decide to Google it, and I encourage you to, you'll see that the residential schools did not end way back when in the, in the early 1900s, that they went on through the 60s and 70s. So when we think about expanding your own knowledge of the Native American experience, it's going to require you to dive deeply into that. Now, I have some uh, podcasts uh, that I that I absolutely love, and I listen to this particular round in Native American Heritage Month. But I'm gonna uh, put those in the show notes, as well as share some additional resources, such as the Native Land website that offers a platform, an online platform that you can interact with maps across the world of indigenous lands. It'll show you any treaties, the languages spoken as well. And I definitely would encourage you to do that. Also, if you do one of my favorite resources, I've been using this since I was teaching. So I'm going to tell you how old I am without telling you how old I am, because it was called, uh, it was called United Streaming at the time, but Discovery Ed, which many school districts have their streaming service, they have really great uh, primary resources and videos and documents and images um, of that are accurately portraying the Native American experience by and large. So educate yourself, do the work, go to the show notes, click and listen to the different podcasts, explore the links that are in the show notes, and do the work and expand your knowledge of the Native American experience. And finally, tip number three, to teach the truth about Native Americans. So we talked about creating an indigenous land acknowledgement a statement that you use at the start of class or maybe the start of, of your sporting events. We talked about expanding your understanding, number two, of Native American experiences. But number three, in order to teach the truth about Native Americans, you want to become an ally. Now, you're probably used to hearing or, or have heard the use of ally or allyship in regards to DEI, in regards to, especially after the, the horrendous George Floyd murder, you probably have heard that word of ally. Allyship, though, also applies in this case because it is a continuous process and it's not a label that you can actually give yourself. You have to earn being an ally. And the only way to earn being an ally of any, any marginalized group, and our Native American group is no different, is through your actions and commitment to standing in solidarity with Native Americans and not just standing and saying and doing the land acknowledgement statement, but actively advocating reciprocity to help right the wrong. Land acknowledgements, land acknowledgements are only the first step. You have to move beyond land acknowledgments. And that means making difficult questions, including how you can be in balance with your relationship with Native Americans. 
Being a good ally does not mean you have to identify as a Native American. I just want to also share that or any other marginalized group that you might consider yourself to be an ally for. You don't have to identify with that group to be an ally. You do not. But what you do have to continually do is engage in self-reflection and consistently work at being an ally through your learning, through your actions and promoting and advocating for um, decolonized uh, rules, policies or procedures that are present uh, that you might see and sustaining relationships with indigenous people. Okay, that's how you become an effective ally. A poor ally is, and I've seen this happen, and it always makes me like think and reflect, have I ever done that? And here's the thing, I'm pretty sure I probably have done some type of, of misstep with indigenous people, and that's something that I always have to continue to work on, as with any DEI uh, piece and initiative, right? You have to continue to work on that. But an example of a poor allyship that, I, that I've seen way too often, whether it's with indigenous people or with uh, people of color is, or for women, depending on your situation, what makes you diverse, right? Is uh, speaking over a native person. And again, you can insert any type of underrepresented group is speaking over a native person by taking credit and or receiving recognition for ideas or arguments or accomplishments that native people have been making for their entire lives. One of the podcasts that I'll add uh, to in the show notes, one that I heard today really talked about how native Americans are the best at keeping the land healthy and and able to sustain us all. And so, you know, some of the things that we do now, we learn from Native Americans, yet uh, they're not necessarily credited all the time with uh, with practices or with inventions uh, to help take care of our land. So it's really important that to become an ally, that you understand that it is always continuous learning, self-reflection, but most importantly, it's moving from awareness to action. Like, what have you done? Just ask yourself, for the month of November, what have you done that would be perceived by someone uh, from uh, from a particular, or maybe your closest uh, Native American group that would be considered an act of allyship? What have you actually done, right? So here's what I would like to leave you with. Actually, more questions. How will you teach the truth about Native Americans for the remainder of the school year? Will you create a lesson with your class to help develop a land acknowledgement statement and uh, collaboratively decide when you want to use it to help start your day or at special school events or sporting events? Well, I would love to hear from you. So take a screenshot of this episode uh, as you're listening to it and tag us on social media at EduGladiators. So uh, if you put it in a story, please tag us so we can see it and we'll even reshare it. But tag us on social with your next steps with how you're going to teach 
the truth about Native Americans. And if you have another strategy that you didn't hear in this particular episode, take a screenshot of this episode, tag us on social media, and tell us what you are doing to show that you've moved from awareness to action and that you're not only an ally, but you are a true um, partner in moving the needle of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and sharing, in this case, the entire full truth of our Native American families and students. So, With that, uh, also be sure to to subscribe to the Real Talk Education podcast and never miss a new episode. And I will see you, my friends, next time right here with a brand new episode on Real Talk Education.